0: First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throwing
1: down, knock a time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast Time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and welcome to episode 90 of your favorite weekly podcast, the pot of the everyman, the two beers podcast. I'm Jordan. I'm here with my boy Drew. Drew, how are you doing this week?
0: Uh, I'm blanking. What was I pause. say? I was pregnant. Pause. Yeah. Remember when we first started that? When you made that word up? Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of a cool song to sing about spearmint rhino, but like, I don't really know like how what strip club like music is.
1: Bow-chicka-bow. bow chicka, bow. <coughs> bow, bow, chicka, chicka bow. Bow. Hey,
0: Giggity, giggity, giggity.
1: Please welcome to the stage.
0: Dude, this, is, this is one of my favorite weeks, baby. We got uh, NBA Free Agency about to kick off here on July 1st.
1: We are gonna do some crazy down-the-rabbit-hole NBA stuff like true NBA fans do. I cannot wait. Um,
0: yeah, bro, him. Plus, we got Stranger Things coming up this week.
1: Yeah, closing out the the Oof. season, uh, coming out Friday. Uh, oh, yeah. But this particular episode of the Two Beers podcast, we like we're the, we're in the dog days of sports. We we got some we got so much room for activities to just to talk about anything we want.
0: Oh man, so uh, much room for activities.
1: On that note, let's you're not assume even you're not what, even
0: a fan you're not even a fan of that one, right?
1: Um, Step Brothers. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's quotable, I enjoy it, but, like, I don't adore it like everyone else.
0: It's it's not on your top five ferals?
1: I don't know, probably not.
0: Okay, alright, well, on that note...
1: Let's assume positions for the two-brew salute, world famous. Three, two, one. Oh, come on, Ugh. got it, got it! Um... I have a Stella Artois, which they wrap it with like paper, the top, which is just super annoying. Um, but beggars can't be choosers. Stella Artois it is. What do you got?
0: Uh, I've got a Jack flavored apple juice. Hold the Jack.
1: Jack flavored apple juice. Hold the Jack. So you're so apple juice.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm still in recovery phase of. Uh... Being a little under the weather, my yeah, man. So uh, how,
1: how how'd you get sick, man?
0: Can't even can't even begin to imagine what kind of scumbag would pass a uh, lethal pathogen on to me. So yeah,
1: what, a, what a, do you know who it was?
0: I don't. Some selfish selfish son of a bitch. Yeah, some idiot. If I did know, I'd be <laughs> mad at him, though. I can tell you that much.
1: <laughs> oh, idiot! Oh, sorry, you made me choke there. Ah, oh, okay. Well, um. You, you sip on your sippy cup, and I will drink
0: a beer. Sippy cup. Uh, oh, God.
1: What? Oh. I drink from a sippy, sippy cup.
0: Sippy cup, sippy cup, sippy cup. I drink there from a sippy Charlie cup because I'm a big a kid minute. now. Bye-bye, boobies. Bye-bye, boobies. Because I'm a kid. <laughs> who, who loves kids?
1: Charlie Waffles.
0: You're damn right god i can't wait till we do how have we not done our top five two and a half men episodes yet
1: because we need to be top 10 and we really need to do a deep dive on two and a half (sighs) so good do you think char do you think uh charlie sheen would would come on the podcast
0: why not well he's filming a new tv show for hbo max with the creators of entourage really yeah, I think it's did, him and his dad.
1: Did you see my 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 post I had with me and my wife on Instagram where I crossed my legs like like Charlie Harper? I did. I mean, I think he'd be impressed. I, I think did. he'd come on the podcast. Uh, any hoodles. All right, look. One of the reasons why we have so much room for activities this week is not a lot of boxing going on right now. After boxing just gave us like three whole months of championship fights, um, now it's cooled off a bit. Last week we had Jesse Bam Rodriguez, youngest champion in boxing. He fought um, Sor Rungvisai, and um,
0: whose uh, whose two most notable wins are uh, Chocolatito and uh, Estrada, in their primes.
1: Yeah, so like I expected this to be a fight, and Bam just. Now, granted, Rungvisai's, you know, mid-30s now. And, like I said, Bam is still coming into his prime. But still, I thought, I thought Rungvisai would give him a fight. Uh, Rungvisai gets knocked out. Well, TKO in the 8th round. Uh, ref jumps in and saves, saves his ass. Um, Bam lands 54% of his punches, including 114 jabs and 119 power shots. of his power shots he landed. The rounds were all in Bam Rodriguez's favor by the tune of 18-5, 31-11, 28-12, 24-16, 31-12, 30-14, 36-10, 35-4. I mean, those last four rounds, 31-12, 30-14, 36-10, 35-4, just pummeling, just putting him away. My gosh. Um... So not not overly competitive. Um you know, everyone's saying where does Bam Rodriguez go from here? Um I, I actually didn't end up watching the whole fight, funny enough. <laughs> um I don't know if you went had a chance to go back and watch it or not.
0: Sure did not.
1: Okay. Um Just the
0: highlights of him getting the stoppage and then falling to his knees.
1: Yeah, exactly I turned it on right when he fell to his knees and I was like, Oh, okay. Um but the uh here I the champions <clears throat> at that weight class, I mean, they're they're not household names, at least for Yeah, castles. for I mean
0: for him it's to move up Estrada, Chocolatito, maybe eventually in a way. Like those are those are marky fights for him here.
1: Yeah, and funny enough I went to click to open it and I actually deleted it, so <laughs> um but but there's right I, uh, I mean those
0: those are the names.
1: Yeah, well, there's a couple uh, Japanese guys at, at his weight class, um, which I had their names. Now I'm going to screw it up. Hold on. Tactical difficulties. Here we go. Um, Kazuto Ayoka um, is one that people were saying would be a good match for him. And actually, at the weight below him, flyweight, 112, Junto Nakatani is another one that people were saying would be a good bout for him. Um, but other than that... I mean, yeah, like you said, 118 in a way, um, and, and maybe Chocolatito. Uh, Estrada still like, – well, I don't know if he technically has that belt or not um, for the WBA at 115. But, yeah, Estrada, Chocolatito, Ioka. Th- there's there's some fights there. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see – like, Rungvisai was supposed to be a step up, and he just embarrassed him. So I want, and, I, I'm want. I mean, I'm they, they if should, there's another step to be had.
0: They should have uh... – they should be easy enough to make because I think they're all disown guys. Yeah, Chocolito Estrada. Um, um, I don't know about the uh, the guys at his weight class you mentioned, but like uh, those think, other guys. Well, they're
1: like ja- they're Japanese. Something makes me think maybe they're top rank. Um, but okay. again, where else where else do you go though in this weight class? I mean, I don't know. Um. Anyway. So that happened. Um, No big fights this weekend. The only one um, that's even worth mentioning, uh, Breedus at cruiserweight. Uh, And the only reason he's worth mentioning is because once upon a time, they were talking about Canelo stepping all the way up to fight that guy. Um, Or wait, no, Breedus isn't cruiserweight. I'm sorry, Breedis is... uh, Or is he cruiserweight? See now, oh, damn it! Now that now name I'm doesn't sound myself. familiar,
0: but I'm—I mean, I'm bad with names anyway. So
1: that was the guy that they were talking about. Uh, yeah, Breedis versus Opatia or whatever. Hold on, for crying out loud! Yeah, Cruiserweight—I got it right. Um, was was that not the guy that they were talking about?
0: I didn't think so. Breedis Canelo
1: Breedis versus Canello. No.
0: I thought it was like Maccabee or something.
1: Yeah, Bretus. Now this was this was way back when Breedus offers Canelo a cruiserweight title right, shot.
0: Oh, so maybe you're you're right, I'm wrong. And then and then
1: they just didn't do it.
0: Good yeah, that was t- that, was, t- that, was, that was a
1: thing. That was a thing for like five minutes. Good thing. Yeah, right. Um. Anyway, so that guy fights. Um. But that's that's on the zone. It's it's at like eight o'clock. The the main card. Whatever. Um, he's only a he's only a minus 230 favorite so maybe it'll actually be a decent fight I don't know but that's that's it you know if you're that's a it. if you're it's a hardo and maybe there's some guys out there you want to watch but for the for the casuals don't worry about it you got you got the weekend off
0: got the weekend off
1: um so now let's let's spread our wings and get into some crazy talk here drew you we do need to get to the Stanley Cup, but first, let's let's go wild. There's some
0: there's some there's some there's some fights that got announced.
1: Oh, okay. Go ahead. We'll uh, talk
0: El Timidor t- finally back in action. Navarrete. Navarrete. Just I sent it. To, uh, you, you you don't like looking on my post sometimes because it's usually bad news.
1: No, I looked at. it. I just don't I, remember.
0: Navarrete's fighting Baez on August 20th in San Diego again, which means. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get another one. Remember that started at like 1 o'clock in the morning? Oh, gosh, that was so bad. Um, but he's back, and he re-upped with top rank. So, you know, I guess that means we have, uh, you know, that's going to open him up for fights fights with Valdez, Chikur, um some other guys at 126 and 130. Uh, so that's happening on August 20th, the week before the return the return of the takeover. He's back finally, Jo. Is he Tiafimo Lopez? For now, is uh, is back and fighting on August thirteenth. So they, we'll they see. Close uh, up that
1: hole in his throat.
0: Who knows, man? Funny how that never, that never, that just healed on its own. It just naturally got taken care of. That, that, yeah, that's interesting how that works, it's like shark skin. <laughs> uh he's he's moving up to one forty, his first fight at one forty. Um I don't know anything about this guy he's fighting. Campa Kampa. I don't know. He's like he's like thirty three. He's only fought in the US one time. Oh boy. Uh yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll see. Uh how that works out. Uh and Mikey Garcia retired, man. Talk about <sighs> Man, talk about uh, what am I trying to say? About I, Mikey I don't know Garcia? what you're trying
1: to say. I mean, we're just waiting.
0: Like a what could have been? <clears throat>
1: yeah. Like
0: Mikey Garcia, Kenobio probably had the best tweet about him um, the other day when it got an When it got, it was rumored rumored that he was retiring. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find it real quick. Mikey Garcia reached the pinnacle in four different divisions in a sport he admittedly didn't love. That's much that that's much raw talent he possessed, which yeah. is kind of true. Like all from all, all things that you kind of hear and read is that like you know guy just didn't even love boxing and he was a four division champion. You know he took he was on the pound for pound list forever. Uh, the dream was him versus Lomachenko at one thirty five, and then he just he got offered that Spence money. And uh, when that went right up to 147, got completely whitewashed, inact- inactive for for a year, maybe more. Had a fight at 140, didn't look great, but won. And then uh, he got the same time. Uh, El Tomidor fought. He fought that same night, and he lost to some scrub at 140. So yeah, man, Garcia. I I'm, I was I was kind of surprised. I, I'd love to know how much he he netted in his career.
1: Apparently, it was enough.
0: Yeah, so, and, uh yeah, Robert Garcia, I always forget Robert Garcia is his brother, the trainer. Yeah. So, but, yeah, uh, Mikey Garcia, that was, I, I remember that when I first started getting back into it, uh, I remember that was, like, after every fight, that was that was Lomas thing, like, you know, well, let's see if we can get something with Mikey Garcia. Yeah,
1: I remember that. So,
0: it was always Mikey Garcia, like, who's this Mikey Garcia guy he keeps <laughs> talking about? So... But kudos to him; he got to retire. There you go. Uh, any other boxing
1: news and notes that you find interesting?
0: I was gonna say Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, but wait, maybe not.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> if, look, if I mean, if Jake Paul starts beating actual boxers, then I'll.
0: Well, Tommy Fury's an actual it. boxer.
1: That's what I'm saying. That so,
0: definitely. but now Fury apparently can't get into the U.S. It, it's it's ridiculous at this point with this guy. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's all I got.
1: All right. Cool. Now, we have Stanley Cup to get to. But first, NBA catch and shoot, which is going to be more like uh, open gym, which is – we're going to get wild here.
0: I love open runs.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. First, let's talk about the draft. News and notes from the draft. (sighs) Anything, uh, I, I would listen to our preview like, like after like the first ten or twelve picks, and like everything we said was pretty spot on. It's pretty hilarious. Like the Kings were like, yeah, they're gonna blow that, obviously. Like, Jesus. and they did. Uh, <laughs> we're like, yeah, we would we would take uh, Paulo first, and like, sure enough, Paolo goes first.
0: And He was that like that was very unexpected. Like they were for all reports, the Magic were locked in at Jabari Smith, man.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was gonna say so that was a surprise. But uh, how do, as it shakes out, how do you think the Magic fit in with Paolo and? I mean, are they I, eventually I, gonna I, move the needle and be a playoff team, or like I just thought. I
0: mean, I just thought he was the obvious choice for them because I feel like they've drafted a bunch of like fives and fours, like fives and stretch fours. And I know he's six ten and like listed as a power forward center, but the way he's the, the way he's fluid like he's like a six he's like he's like a 3 like durant like his game isn't like kevin durant but like that's kind of the way he plays like he plays like a jason tatum like a kevin durant like that kind of game so like i i think it's a perfect fit for them they finally get kind of hopefully a guy that can become a dynamic scorer for them and he's a pretty he, i think he's a better playmaker than people give him credit for which is good because all their point <laughs> they have a bunch of point guards and a bunch of centers and all their point guards are basically shoot first point guards or guys that can't shoot like Mikel Fultz. So I think he's a really good fit. You know, they're going to let Mo Bamba walk in free agency. Thank God we can finally see what this guy's got on a new team. Um, yeah, it's going to depend. I think a lot depends on how healthy they get. Like is faults, is Fultz going to be fully healthy. Um, you know, Suggs, you know, unfortunately broke his wrist during last season. So he didn't get the full reps. Wendell Carter Jr. looked good towards the end of the year, um, and Tory. <laughs> it's so funny how much your brother loves these like injured guys who like are always injured just to like just to buy low. But Jonathan Isaac, who well, he was he was uh, Florida State, right? Yep. Like I, you know, one of those guys that was oh man, let's let's take a guy with huge upside, and he's probably played like twelve percent of the games in his career. So we'll see. I mean, I think the East has gotten better. So I, I don't think you're locked in anymore of, okay, you can be below 500 and still be a seven seed in the East. So it, it'll be tough. But I, listen. I I liked what, I, obviously I think Bancaro home run. I think he was the guy, um, the Kings drafting, like I don't mind them drafting Keegan Murray cause they wanted, they went with fit and Ivy wouldn't work out with them, which isn't crazy. Cause that, I mean, players don't work out for all the teams, but to not, to not at least even swap with somebody to get, like, something. Like, if you weren't going to take Ivy of four, I, I just don't I, – I don't know. And, I mean, you yeah. can only trade with people that want to trade with you, so it's not that easy. I always hate when buddies of mine that are for, for the NFL are like, oh, I wish we could just trade down or whatever. Like, you need a, a partner to do it. But, man, to not be able to cash in on um, – the allure of Jaden Ivey is just an epic fail, epic fail on their part. I thought the Pistons had the best draft.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Like Ivy, we'll see. I I think he's good. I, I, people are kind of comparing him to um, like West Westbrook, a Westbrook type of game, like his like change in speeds, his explosiveness and athleticness. Uh, I can see that a little bit, but I mean, they, they walk away with Jaden Ivey they get um, what's his face? The dude out of Memphis who I really like. Um, it's so hard to see where these guys ended up because of how many trades the Knicks made in the first round, but didn't actually get a player. Uh, I was going to uh, bring them up next. Jalen, yeah, J- Jalen Duran out of Memphis. I think he's I think he's really good. Um, yeah. So they so they get him, and I thought there was one more, one more guy that Detroit added, um, and it's just escaping me. But I mean, those two guys. I think they're really good. So now they traded you away got, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, they got rid of Grant, which whatever, he's worthless to them. Um so now you got Cade Cunningham, you got Ivy, you have Duran. Um I forget I always forget the other point guard that was really good. Um it was his sophomore year last year playing next to Cade. And they got and I you know I love nobody nobody owns more real estate on Sadiq Bay Island.
1: Oh, they got the Benedict guy, right? <clears throat>
0: um did no. they get Benedict? Oh, no, that was crap. Pacers. No, my bad. Um, but yeah, nobody has more stock on the Sadiq Bay Island than uh, than I do. So, I I I really like what the Pistons did, and they have they cleared cap space that if they want to offer, I think they have enough to offer a max deal to Aiton if they want to do that. I mean, the Suns can match, but I, I thought they were I thought that was really good. Oklahoma City walked away with three players. They got Chet Holgram, Wait and see. You know, I'm not as big on Chet as a lot of other guys. Yeah. Uh, they got Usman Dang, um, who's the, I, he, I think he's French, a French guy who, or Australian who was playing in New Zealand or something. Well, he's he's French, he, yeah. Yeah, wait and see. And they also ended up with um, Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, who I think is a really good player. Again, these are guys that I, I think that could have helped the Knicks. And the one other sneaky good pick that I really like and I thought he was underrated in the draft, Johnny Davis out of uh Wisconsin. I really like him. I think he's a I think he's a really good point guard slash scoring can be a good scoring guard. Good good jeans. Um he's really good in the middle of the floor, like three levels of scoring. Uh, I you know, I, I I like him. And the the Wizards took him. Uh, yeah if I were the Knicks instead of this pipe dream to offer Jalen Brunson thirty million dollars a year, I would have tried to move up a little bit to get Johnny Davis and then um try to clear some cap in some other places
1: Detroit the other guy they got was from Paris Ishmael Kamagate
0: oh, yeah that he wasn't on my list, but okay. But, yeah, and I like, and again, you know, I like, I like, at a Arizona Benedict uh, Mathurin. Uh, and I mean, he's already talking shit to LeBron, so I'm all about it.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's probably not wise.
0: Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, um, that was my, that's, that's my, t- that was my take on the draft.
1: Yeah, I, um, oh, uh, a couple, a couple guys. One, um, who was the guy that got injured that went and played with his dad at, like, Western... What was it? Western Kentucky? I don't know. Oh, come on, Drew. You're supposed to be an ambassador.
0: He got hurt and went and played with his dad at Western Kentucky.
1: He, he played with his... Yeah. He he was, like, a big... Uh, he was a big recruit and then, and then went and played with his dad.
0: Uh... Uh, I'm blanking.
1: Oh, you, you pos.
0: Sorry, bro. I'm uh, out. I'm out.
1: All right. Well, I'm just gonna stop talking because that <laughs> that now that the makes no sense.
0: I'm out. Um,
1: but uh, the Williams, the guy from uh, Mark Williams, the center out at uh,
0: Dallas. Yeah, or I'm sorry, uh Duke. Yeah, I like Went, him too. Wentz I thought was a good pick.
1: Yeah, I thought that's interesting because I thought he was he was dynamic and well, I, right? I,
0: I, I I think, and that that was a, that was a good move because they picked up an asset, I think, or dump salary because they drafted Durin at thirteen and then traded back with um, Detroit at fifteen and still got a uh, rim protecting center. Yeah, I, that, I I think that was a, that was a very good pick there, finally by uh, the Hornets.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. Um, and then the other guy that I can't remember, so never mind. Um, that, yeah, I guess that's all I got for the draft. But there. the Knicks? How about the freaking Knicks?
0: Just insane! Like no, nobody. Bill Simmons' tweet was great. He's like, he's like, you can find, you can find out, you can find out who's getting drafted where seven minutes before they're picked, and yet nobody on Twitter can figure out what the hell the Knicks are doing or have gotten in return for their trades. Yeah. Like, apparently, listen, I like
1: them either. Apparently.
0: Like, listen, I like Jalen Brunson. I think he's a winning player. Uh I mean to go through these hoops to give him thirty million a year is just just insanity. It's insanity.
1: You know what wasn't insanity. You
0: know what I'd rather do I would rather I'd rather just give give uh give Tyus Jones like twelve million dollars a year.
1: You you know what the craziest draft day trade of all time was?
0: <sighs> Weber for Penny? Kobe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. What if? Big what if? Um, so,
1: I I I kind of want to talk about Kobe later, but first let's do it. Before we get to Kobe, since we're just flapping our wings here and and spreading our wings, flapping. Oh, there's our so guns. much. This is NBA week. <laughs> um, what in free agency do you think is? Like, uh, I guess the big rumors that are out there. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen? You know what?
0: I don't think it's going to be as eventful as, but I, I think a bunch of guys. Is Jason are just...
1: Collins finally going to get traded. Or uh, John, uh, I was going to say who? Collins, uh, <laughs> Jason Collins. Um,
0: John Collins. Thank you. Yeah, out of it. Um, I would think so. They've been try The Hawks have been trying hard to get rid of him. I if I were if I were them, the Hawks. I would, I would try to package Capella and Collins in a sign and trade for DeAndre Ayton to the Suns. I could see that because I think I think Phoenix from their standpoint, why why would the Suns take it? I well, the the Suns don't want to pay Ayton because they don't think that he's they don't think he's worth a max like a max max contract. Yeah, so. You get Capella, who's got a couple years left, who were, is a rim protector. He played with CP three, rim and runner, really rim protector, really yeah. good with the. I mean, he was great with the Rockets with CP three and Harden. Yeah, and you. like Collins, Collins. As much as I don't like him, he's an upgrade from Crowder. So you can get you can get a young a young wing a young wing, yeah. Oh, he totally is. I hate him, and I think he's like I don't hate. I, I just think he's overrated. I guess, and that's and again, it sucks because the salaries. Why is to he an you. upgrade from Crowder? Because Crowder's, like, people are like, oh, Crowder's uh oh, great 3-and-D guy. But, like, eh, like, okay, he's, like, an okay three-point guy, and he's an okay defender. like Right. Yeah, like, Collins, I think, brings way more energy. Like, Collins is, like, a, a high Collins, level. Collins,
1: I feel, is more of, like, a stretch five. I don't feel like he's kid I don't know if that fits what they do in Phoenix right now. Um,
0: I think he'd be good for them. I think he'd bring a little bit lo- more level of toughness. Yeah. Um, I just, I just think if you're not going to sign Aiton and you don't want to lose him for nothing, I think getting a combination of Capella, who I like your Capella, that's what I'm saying. Playing. Well, you have to get the, yeah, you have to get the the money to work. So I think you'd, you'd swap Collins in there and money try to get, try to get
1: nothing and your picks for free. Try
0: to get, try to get younger. So uh, I like that. Um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of like crazy signings because I think all these guys that are opting out of their contracts are just going to end up re-signing with the teams that they're with. Ed, just to get longer like longer deals and then they can demand a trade come. <laughs> Speaking of, of <laughs> come signing January. with the team
1: you're with, a lot of these guys opted in for the big money that we predicted, you know, you were saying these guys will all want the money. They're just they say they want out, then they opt in for the money. But your boy, James Harden, took less to stay.
0: Well said. well no. So you're skewing and I didn't have time to to comment uh, or text thread
1: I'm, I'm going off what you said no
0: but I'm, my point was when i was talking about happiness i'm like a guy like westbrook clearly this was the most miserable year of his career absolutely miserable it's not going to get any better in la unless he completely changes who he is but god damn, did that did that he had a chance to become a free agent go to a team that he wanted to go to but his ass his ass signed up for that 47 million dollars um, yeah. But like Harden, like Harden's not unhappy in Philadelphia, so it's like a little different. But hey, I I could not believe for his for the reputation that Harden has, and I've always said it, he's a piece of shit. The way he basically forced his way out of two teams in two years, but the fact that he actually took, he's going to take less money, so the Sixers can use both the taxpayer mid level exception and. Like there are many mid-level, I always forget the names of them, but they're basically going to get fifteen million dollars in cap space now that they didn't have. So this this ridiculousness of signing PJ Tucker to a ten million dollar year contract, which I I don't understand. We we everyone that listens to us knows we are not. This is not the PJ Tucker fan club uh, podcast. No, not at all. Uh, the guy put up a one 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 stat line in a playoff game, like. I get the intangible but like he's the guy that he should be getting the mid like the mini mid level at 4 million dollars not the 10 million dollar one. But Harden he's going to make some moves cuz the only way they were going to be able to do some of this stuff was either trading Thielen in a draft pick to clear space which that would have been awful to get to trade one of your young assets for just cap space for a 37-year-old. That's horrendous. And trying to move Tobias because you know he, it's tough. I don't want to talk shit about him because he was good in the playoffs. But Tobias's contract for what he contributes is just tough because you lose depth with the money he makes, and he just doesn't do it consistently enough to help you. So, so we'll see. I, I well if said. if I'll tell you what, if the Sixers walked away with Lou Dort and PJ Tucker with that fourteen million dollars, I I'd be I'd be kind of excited. And they just got Melton in uh, in the or they traded. Uh, Traded the twenty third pick for for Melton with uh, Memphis, who's a really solid bench guy. I'd 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 start uh, I'd start getting you know getting getting some feelings in my loins.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd like get that. For get the a little swole down there.
0: Yeah, or Divincenzo because the the Kings aren't picking up his option. Bring him bring him home. Bring him home to Philly. I
1: I just yeah. I mean I don't know why that guy's like turn into a hot potato all of a sudden. He's like coming into his own.
0: Well, it's just tough cuz again, like the con- contracts in the NBA are just ridiculous. Like a guy like DiVincenzo Vincenzo may end up getting like 15 million a year, which is crazy. Like that like he's a guy that should be making like 7 or 8 million dollars a year. Like it's just tough, so like some teams just got to like make tough choices. Um what else do we got? The ha- the I don't know what the Spurs are doing. So the Spurs traded <laughs> Dejunte Murray who was made the All Star game was I can't remember if he made All NBA this year, but like I love this kid. He's one of the most efficient players in the NBA. Uh, he averages like twenty eight and eight, like, and they traded him for three first round ra- three first round picks. Average
1: twenty eight last year.
0: I think it, I think he was twenty points, eight boards, and oh, eight assists, like something you. something like that. And they traded him for three first-round picks and a pick swap. Which one of those picks is a Hornet, is as a Hornets pick, which could be trash because who knows whatever happened with the Hornets? But I feel like all those those Hawks picks are going to be between like fourteen and twenty. So it's like you're trading you're trading this guy that a lot of people really like in the NBA for mid-level picks. So like if you're trading him because you feel like he's just a mid-level player, like. Isn't that just a lateral move?
1: He averaged twenty-one, nine assists, eight rebounds, and t- led the league with two steals a game. It's insane,
0: and it's like his shooting percentages have gone up every year. Yeah. It's it's ninety-nine
1: percent from the free throw. Uh, Third, he's only thirty-two percent from three last year.
0: Um, but like, but yeah, but 30% is considered you're awesome at three pointers in the NBA now. So, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, dude, if all these guys that they call three and D are like 30% three point shooters. Like, yeah, dude, 30% <clears throat> people think you're great. Yeah. It's a thing. Um, I don't understand what San Antonio's doing unless they're completely trying to tank to try to get this French kid next year in the draft. I forgot. I don't even know the dude's name, but apparently this guy's like the second coming of like French basketball players. So. <sighs> They might as well. They might as well trade Keldon Johnson. Oh, give me some Keldon Johnson on the Sixers too. I love that kid. Um, I, I don't like the fit with Trey Young, but I, listen, if I'm the Hawks, like I, you're, you got a really good player, so I, I can't, I can hate the fit, but we'll see how, we'll see yeah. how they work him in. But
1: yeah, I, I I don't I don't know how he fits either.
0: But he's really good. <laughs> I mean, he's he a is. really good player, and uh, and like to me, he's not like Maybe just like going to
1: trade Trey Young.
0: Yeah, baby. Um, huh. But like I think they'll try to move on from, like I said, Collins and Kevin Herter's contract if they can do that. But it makes it makes some of that surplus of guards that they have um, expendable. So again, don't like it from San Antonio's perspective, but it was is, is Patty Mills opted out, so he's a free, he's testing the waters, which is that's a blow to the Nets, unfortunately, um, who are kind of capped out, and that'll be the last thing we talk about. I John think.
1: Wall to, uh to- John
0: Wall agreed to a buyout with the yeah. uh with the Rockets so he signed with the Clippers which was kind of shocking cuz all the noise around the Lakers last year and the clutch connection it, I I guess that says a lot about the state of the Lakers that he picked the Clippers over them. Uh listen, I, I mean, listen it's, to me it's a, I don't know what they're going to sign him for but if it's like reasonable, it's low risk, high reward. The guy's played 40 games in 4 years so people that are like I was on the Clippers bandwagon after the finals without him so like people that are now jumping on because they got him i don't understand it's like you have no this guy might slip and fall in the next three days with his luck like <laughs> who knows but i i, I think it's a
1: jimmy good... mcgill specialty slip and fall
0: <laughs> yeah exactly he'll be he'll be skateboarded and uh what's his name um ha oh, what they call the grandma I don't know uh, that's slip. all right doesn't matter um oh avalita hey, someone's avalita might uh <laughs> might hit him with the car.
1: Slipping Jimmy? Is that what it was, was that the
0: name? <coughs> yeah, Slippin' Jimmy. Um So that's good good solid move from the Clippers there. Um and the only other they said Beal opted out, but I think he's I think he'll sign a 5 the 5-year max and then demand a trade in in January. Um bu- 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 bu. And then the Nuggets traded uh, Will Barton and Monte Morris to the Wizards for Caldwell Pope and Ish Smith. Oh, and one that move was to get them under the tax, under the luxury tax. And I guess they figured with bones, um, with bones taking a step last year, Barton yeah. becomes expendable. So yeah. and and Pope's Pope's a three and D guy. I wonder. <laughs> go go. While I get into this next thing, go uh, go look up what. Call Pope's three point percentage was this year, and that'll prove my point. Um, and then we have the story of all stories, Mister Kyrie Irving. I gotta say, Kyrie, Ir- nobody, nobody can spin things like this freaking guy, dude. He <laughs> he he picks and chooses when he wants to come to work, and it, he wants to be a basketball player. But then is annoyed that he has to actually play in the NBA by like by rules of playing in the league, which is hilarious. And so the Nets, he wanted he wanted to opt out and get an extension from the Nets. The Nets said, You're out of your fucking mind if you think we're committing to you for four years after the stunts you've pulled the last two years. So he this, he played this huge game of chicken where he was like, "Well, I'll just opt out and sign the mid level the mid level exception for six million dollars with the Lakers and give up thirty one million dollars," like trying to put all this pressure on the Nets just to cave and give him what he wanted. <laughs> and there was one phone fo- one phone call between the the the, the, <laughs> the Nets and the Lakers, <laughs> and the Nets are, the Nets are like, "Okay, so we'll do a sign and trade. You give us Anthony Davis." we'll give you Kyrie. Lakers like, yeah, we're we're not we're, we're not gonna deal Davis, but how about we give you Westbrook and a 20, 2027 first rounder and the Nets were like, Okay, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> so as soon as that trade was completely just laughed at by the Nets, it, it was done. And Kyrie then immediately opted back in. Uh but then he but then Shams broke broke the news and I, I guess <laughs> Was like Team Kyrie, and was like Kyrie basically made it seem like Kyrie has decided that he is completely committed to Kevin Durant and is foregoing multiple sign and trade or opt-in and trade uh, opportunities to stay with the Nets. Like <laughs> Kyrie, there were literally no sign and trade opportunities other than the Westbrook deal. It's just so comical, like this dude. And then he then he sends a tweet. Kyrie ba- or shams. Kyrie, I know, like those guys are just playing the game because they want access to these guys, but uh, and then Kyrie sends out some tweet about like acting as if he's like you know part of the French Revolution when he just like opted in to make thirty seven million dollars or huh. something stupid, like it was it was the most ridiculous tweet like ever, um, and then people that were talking about it like he's like going at them acting like he just he like basically just he attaches himself to a cause and tries to use that cause as like shield a shield for him when it has nothing to do with any any situation like he like he, he tweeted at Stephen a smith you're gonna have to explain yourself to people in your generation i'm not around many 50 plus year olds that speak and act like you do so this is new for me but i'm sure my father and my uncles can meet you on your level better than i can we know you Stephen. like what does that have to do with Stephen a smith basically saying you need to show up to work and earn and and, and earn your contract <laughs> yeah. Uh Barstool and Stephen Sport.
1: A somehow like challenged him to a debate over something? That was no, no that
0: that was Stephen A Smith's response to that right. tweet from Kyrie. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Right, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah.
1: I, so then after Kyrie said that he's like I'll show up anywhere and we can exchange ideas or whatever and I'm just like anybody who would watch a a debate or a discussion or whatever between Kyrie and Stephen A Smith like just get oh, a life. I would tune in. Fuck uh, you, I'm, I'm in.
0: I'm all in. Get a life. I because like, I'd love to. I'd love to see them actually like go at it live when like Kyrie does this like er, like this t- like does this stuff that has nothing to do with the topic, and Stephen A. Smith would just be like, "What does this have to do with you not showing up to work?" Well, I'm yeah, I, I'm I'm an I, artist. You're giving
1: I, Stephen A. A lot more credit than you
0: know. I don't know. But here's here's another one. Barstool Sports. Kyrie Irving destroying every NBA team he has ever been a part of with the little with the picture of the Joker blowing up the hospital. Kyrie responds, "Quote NBA champion and gold medalist." End quote. Kyrie Irving just thought the statement needed correction as y'all continue to make money off my name and countless others. Like, <laughs> like- this, this guy's the best. This guy. So he, does he guy. know that
1: the reason he gets all that money is because of these people who are interested in? The he league? just doesn't.
0: He doesn't think that. He just yeah. He just thinks he's an Make artist. Money off my name. Okay. Well, he's he's so insane, dude. I I just and then he and then after he signs with uh when he or he, he ups, he goes uh what did he, what did he tweet? I know who I am or something. I'm just like yeah. We all know who you are too, pal. It's great. It's what So a loser. good.
1: Some people can have all that success and all that money and still be a loser. Like it's it's weird.
0: Yeah, he he really is. So, uh, I think that's all the envy. What you what you have on Kobe? <clears throat>
1: um, I don't know. I was just I was just thinking about Kobe recently, and I was like, man, I was thinking about you know his passing and how I was all sad and everything. And who was the first person you talked to after Kobe passed? Was it me, or would you call someone else? Um Did you call your mom?
0: I think Mikey. Our friend Mikey.
1: Yeah. Um uh, I I was just thinking back, remember that I, I wasn't there, but that time when you shouted to Kobe. What did you shout to him and he looked at you and gave you the nod?
0: Yeah, what or what my first time in LA I just bought these random tickets. And this is before like you could see like where the seats were and all this stuff. Like it was just like the old C chart.
1: Yeah.
0: And um they ended up being floor seats, second row behind the basket, which was like the most incredible thing ever. And uh, I, I had gone up to get food like right before halftime. And I came back down, and everybody then went upstairs to go get food at halftime. Kobe was just on the bench. It's me. Uh, Ryan Seacrest is right in front of me. Miss California is to my left. And Cy- uh, Be Real from Cypress Hills is to my right. And, like, Kobe's just sitting on the bench. And I just yell over. I'm like, Kobe! Kobe! And he kind of, like, turns. And I'm like, these suckers can't guard you. And neither can that bitch LeBron. And Kobe just, like, (laughs) nods his head at me. And Miss California, like, nudges me and goes, did you see he just acknowledged you? I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah.
1: (laughs) That's cool. So they were playing the Hawks. Uh.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, what a time. That, dude, on the floor at Staples. Poof. Probably one of the – probably the – Outside of at meeting him at that Barnes and & Noble and getting a picture, probably the second or third greatest moment of my life.
1: Which leads me to a couple other things, because I've been obsessed with trying to get a perfect NBA lineup on that, on that Insta filter. <laughs> and I've been watching a bunch of them, and people get to sick lineups. And it, it made me think about a lot of different things. But one question was this. So, obviously, you and I rank LeBron as number two, and we acknowledge, okay, two or three. Some people have him as one, which we disagree with, but fine. One, two, and three, whatever. Yeah. Kobe, we, like we said, both have him in, like, the top ten. Um, like right Or, or right on the cusp again, whatever, however you rank him. But I was thinking about this. In the fourth quarter of a finals, or it, it just say a finals game, but even, let's say specifically a fourth quarter... Kobe or LeBron, who do you want? Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. Elaborate.
0: Um I just <laughs> How would I say this?
1: I <laughs> just say it. Who cares? <laughs>
0: Now, well, one, I'm you know I'm a big two way guy, and I think Kobe was uh, for his career. I think he was a much better. De- I think he was a better defender than LeBron. The one, the one through five stuff is just a joke with LeBron. That's just so overrated. Um, you know, he what what why why did they lose to the Magic if he can guard fives? Why wasn't he guarding Dwight Howard? He guards non threat. He'll guard a non threatening five here or there, and he can guard a point guard in spurts. Like, yeah, Kobe, yeah, Kobe, Kobe was first team all defense nine times. Like. That's, and, and he'll and so, he'll. And
1: so, I think you said it. He was the, what the last person to average what, what he was he was the last was
0: the, guy to lead a league in scoring 30, and be league. first team and be first team all defense. Okay. Um, and he'll he'll take he would take the challenge and guard the most impactful person on the other team for an entire game like that 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 2007 to 2010 three year spurt they had where they were you know the best team in the NBA. He would guard Rajon Rondo like he would he would guard like. There was no, like, I'll do it in spurts, like, oh, I'll worry about getting fouls. Like, he would take that challenge, and, like, LeBron doesn't do that. Like, LeBron might guard them, like, in the last five minutes of a game, maybe, but, like, he's not doing it for a whole quarter and all these things. And I just, I just, to me, I just like Kobe's killer instinct. Like, I have no problem with LeBron's, like, make the right basketball play, but we've talked about this before the right basketball play in the first 46 minutes of a game may not be the right basketball play in the last two minutes of a game. Like these guys are superstars because they have the it factor and they're made for big moments. So like Kyle Corver might be, you know, kicking out, uh, kicking out the Kyle Corver when he's open for three might be the right play for the first 46 minutes of the game. But in the last two minutes when it's nut crunching time, I'd rather LeBron James shoot any shot that he gets versus these role players and that's where that's where I, I i lose it with leBron sometimes when he makes the quote unquote right basketball play because i don't i don't agree that that is the right play and i i feel like kobe just is like i'm the best i'm the best guy to take this shot so i'm i'm take, i'm i'm finding a way to make it happen like our like our boy from stranger things that like weirdo basketball captain who just somehow can just raise raise the crowd, stir up the crowd every time. Winners winners find a way to win. Um, um,
1: yeah, so I was thinking about that Mamba mentality too, and I, that's what I was texting you and our buddy Teddy about um, Zion. I was like, I'm just sick of the whole, like, oh, he uh, needs yeah. to learn how to run and, like, oh, he's, he he's going to need a max contract. I'm like, just just get on the court and prove something. And then this week he's out, like, playing against teenagers just dunking on them and stuff and i'm like that's not really the mamba mentality i was <laughs> i was really referring to i kind of meant yeah. like get in the gym at like 4 a.m when nobody's watching and just sweat your ass off and lose 40 pounds but cool whatever uh
0: yeah a lot lot to be uh left desire with him still yeah so yeah man i mean they don't they don't they don't make them like they used to that's uh that's for sure. But that yeah, was Kobe. one of the
1: things that hit when Kobe passed. It was just like, man, he's like the last of a dying breed, man.
0: Yeah, and let's and, and let's not forget when he uh that that two thousand the two thousand nine two thousand ten season, I think he hit like six game winners in like a six week span. It was fucking insane. Like pure insanity. <laughs> like the amount of like game winning shots this guy hit, like just just ice water in his veins, dude. So,
1: oh, hey, by the way, while we were while we were talking, I pulled up the KCP numbers. Yeah, what thir- you shoot three? Thir- 39 this year four- and 41 the previous year. Yeah, oh, impressive. Thir- okay, thir- 36% for his career.
0: All right, well, I stand a little corrected.
1: You do stand um,
0: a little corrected.
1: Uh, any other NBA talk? Um, we need to.
0: Nah, I don't even. I don't even want to give Draymond the time of day because that's another whole nonsense. What's the piece.
1: best team you've seen? And when someone does that Insta app?
0: Uh.
1: MJ, LeBron, Clyde Drexler, Julius Irving, and like. Is that what you? Is that what you had? David Robinson.
0: That's that's what. You no, got, that's huh? what I
1: want every time, and it just never happens. I always get like like Dolph, Shiler.
0: I got my best Brown. team. My yeah. best, my best Rick team. Barry. Oh, you were asking me what the best team I got was, or that I've seen. On I don't the not uh, The best one I got was Jordan Oscar. Um, ah, shit. I forget who the three was, but then my four and five were, uh, Duncan and Giannis. Nice. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter who the three was. Cause that team was just unstoppable. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. It was re- it was ridiculous. That's how good it was.
1: Oh man, you pulled out a redonkulous? Redonkulous. I like love I man. love how our
0: our for anyone that listens to the uh, the go for twos. Our guest host Teddy gets guy gets Jerry West. He's like, oh Jerry West this sucks. <laughs> like, he, like he's he's got the friggin' logo. He's like, ah, right, I, I want young guys. I want these these old guys. I'm like, you realize who do you know who Jerry West is? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man, funsies, funsies. All right.
1: <clears throat> let's let's uh let's close out the open gym. Turn off the lights. We'll, we'll we'll mop it in the morning when we get back out on the court. All right, let's do you it. ready? Ready? All right. Now, the the half clappers which we're going to say the the two beers takes a lap with the cup because man, Drew, you did it. You did it. I got you, it. You predicted the Stanley Cup. Yes. In the exact yes. amount of games. Yes. Um, this was the, the matchup I had since the beginning of the playoffs. Um, it was, and the Avalanche We got it again,
0: man. If you're not listening to us, you're just missing out on tons of cash. We're trying to give you champions,
1: uh, left and right, which honestly, I can't even remember who we picked in baseball, but, um, I I think I picked the Brewers, but any hoodles, um, so we kind of mentioned how you know the games were kind of wide margins at first, and then the Avalanche won an OT on the last podcast, um, <coughs> and it was uh, three. So it was three two in Game Four uh, in overtime. Avalanche three uh, two Lightning in Game Five, and then the Avalanche closed it out on the road two one. And those last three were kind of like the scores I was expecting. Um, you know, some goals, not maybe not. 2-1 but you know 4-3 was game 1 4-3 3-2s three, three, that's that's kind of what i was expecting and it eventually got there um avalanche just team of destiny they they've been building that team for a few years mm-hmm. uh, they looked awesome um you know they to me I th- there are a lot of a lot of different pieces of analysis but i think the biggest thing was their offense was part of their defense, and that helped shield Kemper from having to take on just a barrage of offense from Tampa Bay, and that evened out the disparity in the goalies between Kemper. Kemper got pulled the one game, but they put him right back in, and, and he he held the fort um, between Kemper and Vasilevsky, so... And it's not like Vasilevsky was terrible or anything. Three goals, two goals, two goals, you know, down the stretch. It's just that Colorado really tilted the ice, and their offense was their – and their possession was their best defense. So, um, kudos to Colorado. Uh, 20 years since they won the last cup. Um, shoot, they're poised to come back again next year and be a contender for the next couple years. Great young talent. Um t- they're just they're they're what what a champion and, and I was thinking about this too. I love the Stanley Cup. How by the end of the playoffs and the end of the Stanley Cup, every year the the winner pretty much looks the exact same. Like like they're chipping it, they're chipping it and chasing it. They're taking the hit to make a play. They're possessing the puck. They're getting shots on net. They're blocking shots. They're they're you know uh, contesting, you know, zone entries. It's just like the little things like somebody clicks it every year. And the winner pretty much looks the same every year from a structural standpoint. Um, with the exception of the goalies, like, like this year the goalie wasn't like an all world beater, but the team was just playing so sound that they just needed a solid goalie. And Kemper was good enough. Um,
0: good, uh, Enough, and you might already said this because I like dozed off through like half your uh, spiel there. But, uh, and I actually, I actually watched a decent amount of the games this year. I I thought Tampa Bay was really bad uh, in power play situations, which they just was a lot of missed opportunities there.
1: Yeah, which they were on fire coming into the series. So, um, that's that's a good point. Um, so again, Barry Horowitz, ourselves, pat on the back. Um, a lot of big decisions to be made this season for in free agency. Probably the biggest of which are my Penguins. Um, it, it you know Malkin and Latang remain <coughs> in mind. My opinion, I I'd say I, I think I've said this before. Like Latang is coming off two of his best years, so it stands the reason that you re-sign him. However, with the money he's going to command excuse me, in the years he's going to command, like, you're going to have to sign him until he's age 40. I don't, like, okay, I, I guess the a recent example would be um, Zidane Chara with Boston. Like, because he, he played in Boston until he was 38, 39, 40, whatever. But, like, do you really want a 40-year-old defenseman on your team? Like, that's, I don't know, that doesn't seem smart uh and then Malkin was a point a game player this year so he was productive but again like 36 37 years old injury history like how many year more years is he going to be that have that kind of production i say yeah. they just let him go and just adjust on the fly as needed i don't know but um we'll see it's it's going to be a good offseason which I mean we're between the NBA offseason and NHL offseason, we're gonna be like we're gonna be like a ping pong in our head back and forth, ping ping ping, looking at who's who's signing where. Yes, sir. Okay. Um that's all I wanted to touch on on the old hockey game. Which leads us to everybody's favorite minute <laughs> podcasting.
0: <laughs> yes. The NASCAR pit stop. He's taking her to the fucking Doral.
1: Taking her to the train station. Count me down. Uh, in Ten, three. Ten, nine, eight, eight seven. Seventy
0: sixers. One, two, three, four, five, sixers. sixers. Three, two, one, go, go.
1: Last week was Nashville. Interesting race after a big weather delay. We had Chastain and Harvick in the mix, but Chase Elliott came on late for his second win of the year. He's now leading NASCAR in the points race. This week, uh, we have Road America in Elkhart, Wisconsin. Four-mile road course with uh, two of the longest straightaways in road course races. This is only the second year for this course in the NASCAR Cup Circuit. Last year, Chase Elliott led most of the laps and won the race as he is known for being the road course king. So this year, our picks for this race, we're going Elliott plus 500, Chastain plus 800, Blaney plus 1,200, and Logano plus 1,500. We only have three wins. We're down. Uh, I didn't even write it down. We're down like minus 22 or 26 on the year. We, we need to stack some wins here for crying out loud.
0: Stack wins, stack wins, stack wins.
1: Oh, it's, it's getting annoying.
0: Speaking of stacking wins.
1: Yeah. Did we Harley stack wins baby. this week? We did. Yes. We did oh man, um, I forget, So it was ten ten, I think, to win eight something. So we're up to like eighteen bucks on this. Let's bet. go,
0: let's go, let's go.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: God, we're like, we're gonna have to think of something because we're not just be- <laughs> we can't just be betting baseball like every weekend for the parlay. That just can't be a thing.
1: Uh, okay. I we'll
0: have to figure something out. Till football gets back. Which it almost is.
1: Okay. If you say so.
0: <sighs> yeah. Alright, what do you got this week for the parlay?
1: I'm gonna pick against the pirates. Milwaukee Brewers are in town. Um, July fourth is Monday, and the uh I think the Yankees are in town against the Pirates. Uh, starting Tuesday. So, no, starting Wednesday, anyway. But, uh, no, starting Tuesday. So, I'm going to take Sunday. I'm going to take the Brewers over the Pirates. 135 on Sunday.
0: All right, and on Saturday, I'm going to take the Braves over the Reds. The Braves.
1: Uh, point I wanted to bring up about the Braves, speaking of which, uh, Saturday, Braves over Reds.
0: And I was hoping you'd forget about this.
1: Uh, the Freddie Freeman thing? Yeah. Uh, you know, reports are that Freddie Freeman's unhappy with the Dodgers, blah, blah, blah. You know, his agent apparently withheld the Braves' final counter offer so that he would sign with the Dodgers and take the most money because he was afraid that if Freddie Freeman heard the offer from the Braves, he would say, screw it, just let me stay with the Braves even though it's less money, which... I've read in light of this I've read is commonplace among agents like to do that with their clients Yeah, at, because they want their job is to get them the most money. I don't know. That sounds ridiculous that they like, that's really a thing that agents hold back like the, the hometown offer just so they could, that's, that seems absurd. Um, at the same time, like I don't know, like I, I get being unhappy, but like, Apparently he's sulking to the point where his teammates are like pissed at him.
0: Was that? Oh, I didn't see that part. But
1: a- apparently, um, what's That's his funny. name? Kershaw like called him out. Apparently.
0: Wow, interesting.
1: Like we need you to want to be here. I don't know what the exact quote was, but like, yeah. Apparently, I don't know. Again, I'm just going off like Twitter and like <clears throat> BS. So I don't know if it's real, but.
0: Yeah, Freeman's a crybaby, so that wouldn't shock me.
1: Yeah, apparently he's, he's being a sourpuss about the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Sounds like a loser.
1: Well he literally won last year, so and I think the Dodgers are doing pretty well this year. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Show me Shabbos.
0: Is that is that is that where what we've stooped to here? Gestapo tactics?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dodgers are
0: uh, so Good. second
1: in the national league behind the Mets and leading their division
0: i mean they got a 600 million dollar payroll i sure hope to god they are
1: 600 million yeah that's that's a lot
0: and what are the pirates at six million that's wild
1: pretty much all right let's get to beer number two and we could continue to have fun because we're all about Fine. having fun no, we're on about this podcast. having fun baby all right i'll get to the beers while you sip on your sippy cup Three, two, one.
0: Who loves oh, kids?
1: Ah, there it is. Um, Miller High Life. I am still working through these, and I'm going to get back to IPAs next week. I was All a... of you jealous IPA haters out there, we're getting back to IPAs next week. So suck it, as in suck, suck on a on bottle it. of IPAs.
0: Yes, sir. You know it.
1: All right. Now that I got that off my chest, um, spitballing here. Stranger Things Ooh. coming back. It's back. Um, we're doing. We're, we're we we have some things in the pipeline. We got to talk some Obi wan Kenobi. We got to talk some um, Peaky Blinders. We got some things in the pipeline. But for now, we're gonna talk about Stranger Things, hopes and dreams spitball and maybe some predictions what we got here these final two episodes coming out this week true how do you want to do this you want to go with our list that we made or you want to start so, there
0: is this set on? let's see It took me forever to figure out what the theme, uh, <laughs> the theme song on Yeah, I heard you. Are. Wait,
1: is this it? Oh, let me hit play. Oh. Yeah, that, that was no, the opposite of smooth.
0: You know what? Nobody likes you. The song's taking
1: me. It's like nobody likes this song.
0: <laughs> uh... Let's do. Let's start with what we would like to see happen in the last two episodes. Why don't you go first? Or you want me to go first?
1: Um, no, that's okay. I don't know. Because really, it's just me spitballing of. Um, I mean, obviously, they have to face Vecna. I, I, I don't know how you kill Vecna. Like, that's what I'm interested in. Like,. How, how, like, with an axe, just like they killed those other things, like, just axe the shit out of them. Um, <laughs> like, how are you going to kill this guy? Is it, is it going to be L just, like, screaming at him and having his head explode? Or, like, like, is it going to be one of those? Um, and so, I mean, that's, that's kind of interesting. Um, I still want to know how, like, the crew from Utah, the crew from Cali the crew from L is like in Roswell or something. And the crew from Indiana is all going to, like, are they going to all meet up somehow? Like, uh, I doubt it. Yeah. And the crew from Russia for crying. Yeah. Out well, like, I was going to so. say,
0: I don't think, I don't think the three, I don't think the three stories will intertwine. I do think somehow 11 is going to get into, she's going to open up a portal, like a, a snack size gate. Yeah. And, have a showdown with Vecna, but I don't think that, like, Mike, um... Uh... I can't believe the Byers brothers. I can't believe them. Jonathan? Yeah, Jonathan and his brother. Will? Will. God. Oh, man, I'm dude. I'm just, wow. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm, in a, I'm in a place right now. Uh, have another I don't, sip of that apple, Jay. I don't think those three end up back at Hawkins, and back, back to Hawkins and, um... I think somehow they're going to get tied up with the government guys that are looking for 11.
1: Who's going to get tied up with the government guys?
0: Those three. That that party. Will uh, Mike, Jonathan and uh, the pothead pizza guy. So
1: they're going to get caught up with the government.
0: Cuz the government that like the, the dude the general that's looking for 11 who's like okay. torturing like one of Owens's uh like bodyguards. I feel like they're gonna have a head-to-head, and somehow those four, those four, are going to intervene with the government trying to get her, so that she can get, so she can get back to where she needs to go to to fight Vecna. Okay. Um.
1: I assume. Okay. Um.
0: Go ahead. Did I did I did I do too much? No, no, no. Um, I what I'd like to see I, I'd like to see the Russia situation get resolved here. And Hopper, Murray, and Joyce start heading back to Hawkins or California. I, I don't want them to be stuck in Russia at the end of these three and a half hours or however long these two episodes are going to be together. Yep. I'd like to see them put a bow on that. So whatever whatever the Russians have had to do with all this the last last season and a half, I hope that gets quickly explained and they can blow up whatever the hell the Russians have are hiding in their weird jail. And they can move on with their lives and then get back to get back to Hawkins. That would be my Yeah. If I have my wish list, that would be number one on my wish list. Let's let's get that tidied up so we don't have to have three separate like diversions here of the story. Yeah. Uh number two, I do want to see Eleven lose as crazy as that sounds. I don't want her to die, but like I do want her I do I she do think
1: lost like multiple times, dude. Has she? Yeah, she lost all of her powers. She's yeah, but they still, but nothing. But they embarrassed by that. that But we still no. But we, but we're the skate. But
0: the good guys still won. The the, at the end of each season, the good guys have basically come out on top, with the exception of Hopper supposedly dying at the end of season three. Yeah, I feel like going into season five. There, I feel like this at some point.
1: Characters have been murdered like along the way. Like I mean, yeah,
0: them. like for like nobody in our crew. It's just been like Billy, who like okay, cool, Billy died. I just I wanna, I, I feel like to keep the story interesting. Like there has to be some doubt that we're always going to be able just to get Eleven to kill these people and we win, and then go to like the next awesome villain, and then oh well, Eleven's just going to beat him anyway. Because then it just becomes stale. It's like all right, so like I I don't know that I, I'd like to see. This season end with Vecna, Vecna and the Mind Flare coming out on top. And then, you know, eventually then, then season five, our baby faces come back and beat the heels. Okay. Um, And then my last one would just be that this isn't the last of Dusty Bud and, and Steve uh, bromance.
1: Um, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. It was a, it was a huge missed opportunity to have Dusty Bun sing t- in order yeah. to to stop Vecna. I want to see it here in these final two.
0: I feel like they underutilized him in the first yeah. seven episodes.
1: Yeah, like I and, feel like
0: he didn't have a lot of like humor dialogue. It was more of just him being right about certain things, and then like they tried to play that angle a little bit too much. Like he's he's a he's a peacock. Just let him fucking strut, bro.
1: Yeah, um... Let him talk
0: about his pearls, do the tiger noise, like, just let him roll.
1: Yeah, I, I want to see, like, somebody, like, Vecna's about to snap somebody's neck, and I'm not saying he needs to sing Turn Around again, uh, the never-ending story, but, like, yeah. something, like, have him sing something and bring them back via the music, and, and just, that, that would just be studly. Um, please. I concur. Um... But yeah, other than that, let's get into our we did a list here of top 5 characters that we expect to die here in the final two. And like we'll see how accurate these end up being.
0: You you want me to you want me to do mine uh mine first cuz I did it a little weird and differently. Yes. All right. So, I kind of I have two tiers of two tiers of somebody on this list is going to die in this tier and Somebody in this tier potentially could die. And I have eight names here. Oh, gosh. So <laughs> my, my bottom tier, so this is starting at number eight of people that are most likely going to die. I have Dr. Owens. I feel like we have too many doctors between him and Papa uh, that that are able to... Get eleven her powers back and help help swing things in favor of uh, team team Dungeons and Dragons. So I feel like one of them has to go. And I feel like it's going to be Owens because Pop is weird, and at some point he's going to have like the turn where he's like good, but he's going to be bad again. So Owens dying in one of these next two opens. he's number eight, number seven. I've got Max. She's still she, Vecna's still in her head. Uh, eventually that, eventually that cassette's going to run out or she's going to get tired of Kate Bush. Um, though maybe not, cause who could be tired of Kate Bush at this point? Um, but a lot of, you know, I, I feel like there was a lot of stuff about her life having no purpose in the first seven episodes because she's just like walking around, like she's not really living. I could definitely see a situation where even though they spared her in the first half, you know, Vecna... Could potentially be about to kill lucas or somebody else she, when it, she spares herself and she spare yeah and she and she spares herself and that was kind of her purpose there
1: or or maybe not not spares herself what am i saying she sacrifices. yeah herself. sorry
0: sacrifices herself to save like lucas or somebody yeah
1: yeah i can see that that's a good call um
0: because i think yeah you know,
1: she puts the cassette on on somebody else's ears and then her yeah she's unprotected. like because
0: lucas member because they had that scene where she's uh, she goes to lucas oh my god you're a kate bush fan too and he's like yeah yeah uh, number six, Nancy, I think is, is a, is a, she's a tier two to me, but Vecna is, a, Vecna's got her in the trance as, as this first, first, uh, volume came to an end. Um, yeah, she's a badass and, you know, she's a pretty core character to like the older.
1: Vecna was, got hurt too?
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's how the reveal happened. Um, like the dual reveal between Eleven being in the dream and yeah, as, as she's about to jump through the uh, the gate in the trailer, she jumps and then ends up just falling through a warp, and it's because Vecna was in her head. And uh, Vecna's in, like
1: in, in the trailer for the last two.
0: No, this was how oh, this oh, is. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this was the end of episode seven. Oh, okay. As before, she gets before she can get out of um, the upside down. He he attaches into her head because she's got the trauma of um, Barb dying. And he reveals he reveals his backstory oh, to her. Yeah, yeah, he
1: reveal- oh yeah, yeah. He reveals – Oh yeah. So she's
0: yeah. so so he's there. He's in her head. So okay. she I, I, I don't I feel like she's too critical to the story for obviously the love triangle that we got going on now. It just like she's 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 a pretty uh dynamic character from season one on to now. But he's in there, so it's possible. Um and then number eight, seven, six number five. Seven uh six, I have eleven dying
1: okay
0: probably it's it's probably even though i have her the highest in this tier i feel like they could get wild and just kill 11 so that eventually I, somebody I
1: considered would, that but like i th- i feel like you like you can't have a finale season without her i feel like that would agreed just be, uh, and uh, i feel i feel like there's
0: far. and there's way too much millie bobby brown dust that you can you can not be sprinkling that all over the place.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: so I have her high. She probably should be lower, but I don't know. I could see them getting wild. So that's my that's my tier. So that gets me to 5. So who's your number 5 I'm most likely to die here?
1: Oh, see, it wasn't ready because I assumed you were just going to keep going. You want me to keep I can keep going. Hold on. Let me let me get it. 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 My number five is Joyce.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: Um, I don't have a lot of, to elaborate. I just feel like, well, maybe I'll. Okay, keep going. I'll elaborate in a little bit.
0: She's my number four. I I feel like. Who was your number five? Uh, Eleven was five. I I did eight through. I had, I only had eight people, so I just oh, did my. Oh, I 11, did. Okay. I, those were my. She was number five. Those were my four. Okay. Yeah, so I went I went backwards. Yeah, she was my five. Yeah, Joyce is my number four. I feel like if they're gonna end up killing somebody in the Russia the Russia crew, it's got to be her sacrificing herself for Hopper because you've already had the Hopper fake death thing, and unless you're The Walking Dead, you can't do that twice. And Mur- Murray's too much of a fringe character and brings too much comedic joy. Like killing him would would serve no purpose.
1: Well, see, my number four is Hopper though. Because, okay. All right. because I feel like you actually kill him off for real this time. Um, and I feel like... I, I Don't ask me why, but I feel like there's, like... I feel like it's easier to kill off a male lead than a female lead.
0: Yeah, it's fair.
1: And I don't know why, but I just feel like it is. And I feel like if Hopper dies, it still leaves the male-female balance with, with Murray and Joyce. Um... And Hopper would be as much as everyone loves Joyce, I feel like Hopper would bring a bigger pop on the death.
0: I do love I do love hopper. yeah he 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 may have after rewatching season three for like the seventy fifth time, he may be one of my top five favorite TV characters of all time. I, how? why like why would he be in there? Yeah, I just love him. I just I, I love the actor. He plays that perfectly. like him 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 jazzing out that stupid like no nobody messes with jim song uh him the, the I, I just love everything about that, that
1: hopper nobody messes with jim song was stupid as in That's like what? you don't tug on superman's cape you don't spit into the wind that whole thing you don't pull the mask off the lone ranger is that what it was you like don't mess the song? around with jim yeah jim croci
0: yeah, that song. Like, that whole thing was... Did you call that whole... song stupid? No, I'm saying, like, that whole little thing, like, that's, you know, I thought that was awesome, like, just, like, how he played into that. And I was
1: I was about to throw down. I was. No, like, no, no, it wasn't stu- no, saying, like, stupid. No, I'm saying, like,
0: that whole thing I thought was great, and I loved how he, like, the whole thing with Mike and L, and how he, like, was, <laughs> how he nipped that in the bud, and I, yeah, dude, I, yeah. lo- I just love everything about Hopper. Like, everything's, like, so good. It's just, uh... Oh man, that's a lot of color for you, Chief. It's cutting edge stuff. <laughs> huh. He's just awesome, man. I, I dig him. So,
1: all right, number three.
0: Uh, I have Lucas.
1: Mm, okay. I think
0: that because on the flip side of Max, Max sacrificing herself to save Lucas, I could see Lucas, who's kind of strayed from the group a little bit, trying to be popular. I could see him, like, making an epic save of Max or, like, one of his friends here and Vecna, Vecna getting him. So I have any – I mean, he's already – I don't
1: – I, I feel like going into the final season, they don't want to touch the core is what they I They don't want think, to mess
0: like. with the core guys? Okay. That's fair.
1: Which leads me to Jonathan on number three because okay. I, think, I think he's on the fringe core and I think he'd be a big enough pop season one character – but really, what purpose is Jonathan serving? None. Yeah, so I feel None. like he's he's an easy answer, but can also give you a little bit of pop on the death. Just the fact that he's Will's brother. Um, that's that's where I'm going with my number, number three.
0: Okay, I can I can sign up for that. Uh, my number two, Steve. He's already been like bit by all these like demi gorgon bats, um, you know. the the underneath the under or the upside down used to be like toxic and poisonous, and like none of these people are like wearing like covers over their mouths or anything. Um, and I could just if, see
1: if they if they get rid of a core person, I could see that one.
0: Well, especially because they've they've tried to re-enter this love this love spark between him and Nancy, and now like Jonathan being the triangle i could see one of them being killed off because of that
1: yeah
0: i would be absolutely devastated if steve died i just again him to me the bromance interactions of him and dusty bun have just taken over the show and it's just too it's just too awesome yeah
1: all right my top two are, are very boring um number two dr owens the good doctor uh, it's boring
0: yeah it's boring yeah, yeah, but, I, but realistic
1: yeah that, well that's i took it yes, realistic very just, realistic i just think that yeah like he's gonna try and help l and papa's like nah she's mine yeah that's right yeah you're, you're definitely
0: dead. yeah he's he's definitely in for a turn
1: yeah um number one who you got
0: uh i got eddie munson Stranger Things loves they love introducing a new character in a season and killing him off before it ends. Samwise Gamgee, um, yeah, I could definitely. Uh, you're,
1: you're right. I, I yeah. didn't even think of him.
0: I I feel like if you're gonna kill one of those four, I keys the easy, especially because of the whole the whole at the at the end of season seven, it was all about how he was he was calling himself a puss and like he runs away from things and he only. Yeah, is,
1: I totally forgot about him. He definitely is top five.
0: Yeah, to me, he's that number was a whiff yeah. on
1: my part, but I have, I have Vecna as number one. Um, I took it a yeah, little bit it's different. possible. I just feel like this is, and this is uh, like I didn't want to go here on my prediction because I wanted to save it for this, but what I feel like they're gonna do is have them, you know, L finally bust out away from Papa. She comes to save the world from Vecna. Um takes like all of her energy to defeat Vecna which basically just sets up the final showdown between the Mind Flayer and probably Will and bring Will back to the front and center since he was front and center in in season 1 and ba- and, and that's kind of like sets up the final season Say
0: that like, one more time
1: Uh L kills Vecna via okay. her powers and it it takes a lot of her powers, and she's going to have to like build them back up. Vecna dies, but Vecna's like the right-hand man of the Mind Flayer. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to set up the final season of the Mind Flayer as like the ultimate bad guy, and Mind Flayer has a history with Will from season one, so like at the like very end of this season like something's going to happen with Will and the like I don't know if it's going to be as simple as a stare down or like a flashback for Will or something but like Will's trauma from season 1 and the mind flare are going to be like front and center heading into the final season to end end the season heading into the final season I like that the, the ultimate showdown with the mind flare I that's, like that. that's
0: what that's what I'm thinking. But I, that,
1: that was a good call on Eddie Munson. I definitely should have had him in there.
0: I like that. I I was good the last question I was gonna ask is if you had to pick one crazy twist, what would it be? Ooh. And, and mine my and I'll do mine because that will will ends up betraying everybody. And is still uh, secretly an agent of the Mind Flare.
1: Ooh, that would be cool.
0: That's my and I and I say that, and I always look for stupid stuff. Like, and I thought it was interesting that they. Well, they, how they, would
1: that how would that work though? From all the prior,
0: seasons? I have no idea. I don't know, yeah. but like they made it a point to say that, um, uh, Vecta when he was a, a, an actual person, that he was a sensitive child. And in season one, Joyce makes that same comment about uh Will. He's a sensitive child to Hopper. Um so I don't know. I just see and this weird like Will love Trist thing and all that stuff with Will at eleven, however that's gonna play out. So I could just see that being possibly a thing.
1: Um, with Will and Mike and Mike and eleven. Yes. Um The ultimate twist <sighs> is that somehow the russians are like way more involved than what you think okay and like even to the point of like with uh papa like like papa is actually like a russian agent that developed all this to use as some kind of crazy like weapon against you know america and basically Turns out that Eleven is gonna—they're gonna release the next season on July 4th of next year, and Eleven's gonna be like this American hero. Hmm. I made okay. that all—I—I all, I made that all up in ten seconds.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's hard to predict too because they did. Say, I think we, I don't know if we talked about it on our 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 Volume One recap, but they are gonna do a time jump here to season five, just because. These kids, kids have grown older. so, yeah. Like they've just grown so fast from when they filmed the first season to COVID being in the way of some other stuff. Um,
1: I, I, I would prefer. I don't. I don't know. I just like Russia being stuck right in there. Just seems like maybe. It, maybe they thought that like, hey, it's the eighties, and like Russia being a. Nuclear threat and like the Cold War was like such a thing. I, in the listen, 80s you can like, definitely oh, be just right. Throw I just, in there, uh, just for like the nostalgia. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I I still can't figure
0: but, out the whole Russian thing. So yeah, that's maybe why I'm maybe. Yeah, maybe
1: that maybe like that would be a good twist if like Russia was like more than just like oh, you're like 80s. 80s you're like fading
0: out thing. there, big cat. Oh no!
1: And I just lost Drew. Drew has been gone. So on that note, everyone. We'll see well, what happens on um, Stranger Things. On the yeah, final folks, couple episodes. I'm
0: going to have to and send us off here because J.O. has disappeared from the chat. True. Good talk. Uh, hope you, you enjoyed there. our Stranger Things Kisses. prediction. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it down. Everybody's cordial right now. Stir up the crowd Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talk about anything that makes you get loud